You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here, along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. In this episode, we're going to take a look at the 2019 Huskers offense and revisit our offensive depth chart now that the spring game is over. Uh, we first took a stab at this offensive depth chart in episode 121, so take a look at that uh, if you want to. But we're going to talk about what has changed since then. Uh, before we start there, Tyler, how much did spring camp affect your original depth chart? You, you know, not very much. You know, I, I think I, I have a few changes in my depth chart, but um, very few. I, I think I, I had it right on the head, so kudos to me. We'll see. Derek, what changed for you? Ah, uh, really not all, not as much as I would have anticipated. Uh I, I do have some pretty big changes. Uh we'll get into it later, but I think I had Javon McQuitty starting at wide receiver last year and that's changed. But we'll get to that. Uh really not as much change as I really anticipated though. I, I really thought my depth chart would change quite a bit after spring. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I uh my changes were mainly just on the offensive line, so that was interesting to me. So uh, let's get into this. Uh, the format of this, we'll just do by position group. For quarterback, running back, and tight end, we'll go three deep at those positions. Wide receiver and offensive line, we'll just go two deep for that. So we'll start with you, Tyler, on the quarterback. Go ahead and give us your one, two, and three at quarterback. You know, my number one, sh- no shock here, Adrian Martinez. Um, I got Vedral number two. Um, I think it's obvious after spring ball, he's kind of cemented himself there. And then last, I got Luke McCaffrey running out my top three. Derek, who do you have as, as your top three for quarterbacks? The, this position hasn't changed one bit for me. I had, I had the same as you, Tyler. I I, I thought Vedder was probably going to be your backup to begin with because I think he kind of took over the backup spot even after, even before last season ended once once he was eligible, and I, di- I didn't see that changing over spring, and it doesn't appear that it has. Uh, McCaffrey, I think is, I think he's your obvious number three. I, the guy's got some talent. I think he's got some work to do. You don't you're not expecting to see your number three guy play anyway, so he could still redshirt and be your number three guy. All right, so I see it differently uh, for the third team. First team, Adrian Martinez, no-brainer. Second team, Noah Vedral, he definitely cemented his uh, position there. I still have Andrew Bunch at, at the third team, and the, the reason why is I think as far as quarterback goes, I think he's probably a little bit more polished all around uh, than Luke McCaffrey. I think Luke McCaffrey will get some playing time, but if it comes down to, you know, uh, outside of his four games, I, I don't know if Luke McCaffrey is that number three guy. He, he doesn't look – he has a lot to work to do with his passing, I think. Oh, shit. Arms are going up. Derek, you're first. All right, first off, how, how many times do you expect a third-string quarterback to see games? Because I, I don't see him playing more than four games in the first place. Second off, I, let me ask you guys this. If – Early in the season, Adrian Martinez goes down. Do you see a possibility of McCaffrey jumping Vedral still? Like, 
He's way more athletic. We've we've figured this out. But if it comes down to you want a good season, can you see McCaffrey jumping Vedral? Or do you think Vedral's just the automatic guy go to guy? I'll I'll go first. I think Vedral is the go to guy. I think he he proved it in spring that he is the number two. Tyler. I agree, and I think it kind of goes to the reason why I'm not even sure we'll see McCaffrey in four games. Um, I think if, if there's backup reps to be had in a game, I think the coaches are going to get the, give those to Vedral. I, I would be shy of a catastrophic injury. I, I think you'd be kind of – I'd be shocked if you see Luke McCaffrey take really a snap this season. That's fair. All right. Uh, let's go to the running backs. Uh, Derek, you go with your one, two, and three for running backs. All right. Well, I'm going to start with assuming that Washington is playing. And I'm going to say that Washington's number one, number two is Mills. And I got number three, Bradley. I I thought he looked good in the spring game. I thought he proved himself. And I would rather have him in there with a little bit of experience over a Ramirez Johnson who has absolutely zero experience. That's fair. Uh, I'm actually putting a lot of faith into Dedrick Mills coming in as being that guy. I have him number one. I have Maurice Washington, number two, and I have Wyatt Missouri, the, the senior, uh, at the third team. Tyler? You know, I have Mo Washington, one. Um, I have Dedrick Mills, two, and I have Wyatt Missouri, three. But holy shocker, Justin, what happened to Mo Washington? Well, okay, so I'm not going to lie. I mean, maybe uh, – with his off the field problems probably had a lot to deal impacted that decision a lot. Uh, when we did this a few couple months ago, I did have Maurice Washington penciled in as number one. Uh, I he's fallen off the radar for me a little bit. Uh, just, I think those off the field problems may impact his, uh, his ability to be ready to play. I don't know. You know, maybe Maurice Washington is the number one guy. I, but I got Dedrick Mills there. I don't know. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you guys. I kind of think they're one A and one B if Washington is able to play. If he's not suspended or kicked off the team, I think they're one A and one B anyway. Because I think they're both going to see a lot of playing time. All right. So let's let's play a scenario that if Maurice Washington is off the team or if he's misses half the season. Who fills in for that number three guy for you, Tyler? You know, that this is a really tough one. I, I am going to go um, ultimately with Brody Bell. You know, I think, you, you know, he he took the first snap in the game. I, I think he is the guy I would look for. But I'm going to tell you, if, if I, I wouldn't be shocked if it was Bradley. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Johnson. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Tompkins. Um you know, it could be a couple of those guys throughout the season, but I'm going to go with Belt. I think that's where we are right now. Derek, you're laughing. <laughs> Ask Tristan Jibby what it means to take the first snap in a game. I mean, come on. It doesn't mean anything, obviously, with this staff. Uh, if, if, if Maurice Washington isn't able to go, I have Mills going number one. I have Bradley number two. And I... Guys, I'm still not sold on on Wyatt Mazur. Like I think, I, I think he, he may line up at wide receiver more than he does running back. I don't know, but I got Ramirez Johnson playing number three if if Maurice Washington's not able to play. God, and you're I, a Wyatt hater. 
<laughs> I'm not a hater. I just I, I would see him lining up more as a receiver than a running back at this point because that seems to be where they're doing it in spring and it's kind of where they finished him off last fall. I just, I just I think he lines up more as a receiver than they do running back with him. Well, I have Jalen Bradley cracking that top three in the absence of Maurice Washington. So let's hope he uh, is part of this team because it's we'll, we'll talk about the running game a little bit later, but it's looking pretty bleak. Tyler? I will tell you, though, you know, I, I kind of listed a few guys out there who I was thinking for that third spot. You know, we're about to talk about another guy, Wondell Robinson. He could be the guy that fills in that as that third running back. He's a special athlete. I think they're going to move him around. When all things are considered throughout the year, I think he could be that guy who takes that third running back too. I mean, I, I it, it's going to be we're going to be in a bad spot if Mo Washington doesn't play. I mean, we're going to be throwing people out there to see who can you know who hits it. I think. Well, I think with the running back position, I think there's there's a lot of unknowns in the running back room. There's a lot of young guys who could be that guy. It's just hard to pencil that guy in as a number three. But there's a whole bunch of you know, untapped potential there. So that is a good sign later and, you know, in time. But right now, shoot, go ahead, Derek. Well, you know, Tyler, you talked about Wondell Robinson lining up back there, but Miles Jones is another one that's been said to be lined up back there quite a bit. Uh, I I don't know what to make out of what the staff says, because the staff says that Miles Jones looked pretty good lining up back there, and Wondell Robinson did okay lining up back there. And Scott Frost says he, that Wondell Robinson will line up as a receiver and running back quite a bit this season. And it, it's just so hard to really measure what they're actually going to do. Like We kind of thought that with Maurice Washington last year, but you never really seen him line up at wide receiver at all. He was always lined up as – I mean, he might have motioned out of the backfield, but very seldom did he actually just line up as a wide receiver. And, and I'm going to throw this out there. One more name for Husker fans to keep an eye on for that deep depth chart at running back is Moses Bryant. You know, he, he had, he, you know, he was belt before Brody belt was Brody belt. I mean, he was that big, you know, the, the local walk on freshman and they put him at cornerback. He just recently went back to running back, man. I wouldn't be shocked to see him move up into that deep depth chart to take some emergency reps if we need them. Did he even have a carry in his spring game? I don't know. I, I, th- um, I think I think Mo- I think Moses Bryant and Brody Bell are both field good stories, but I don't think either one of them are probably likely candidates to run the ball. Yeah, I mean, geez, look how long we had to wait for White Missouri to get a carry last year. You know, he had to wait quite a bit. Uh, all right, let's move on to wide receiver here. Uh, we're just going to go the two deep here, but we'll name uh, our three first-team wide receivers. So let's just do the first team here in this go-around, Tyler. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my t- number one string the exact same as I did a couple months ago. JD Spielman, uh, Cade Warner, and Wondell Robinson. Derek, I, I'm gonna change mine up a little bit. I told you guys I I, t- I had Javon McQuitty in there to begin with, and I really kind of anticipate him more being a transfer at this point than a receiver. <laughs> uh, he just did not seem to impress during the spring, and I, I don't know. But right now I got J.D. Spielman, obviously. I got Wondell Robinson and Cade Warner as well. I 
I agree. Yeah, that, I agree. That's uh, exactly what I had a couple months ago, and I'm sticking with it. I think those are our three best wide receivers at this point. Uh, moving on to the second string, Tyler, who do you have? So I got Woodyard. Um, he's my number one in the second string. I was really close to putting him as a starter uh, over Wanda Robinson. And then I'm going to round it off with Mike Williams and Miles Jones. Really? Okay. Derek? Uh, I'll agree with Woodyard. Uh, I, th- I think Mike Williams could push for a starting job as well. Uh, he-, he seems like he improved quite a bit. But my, my big one was Andre Hunt. I think Andre Hunt. Starts well be, or plays more than Miles Jones does. So for me, I have uh, Jerron Woodyard. I have him, Andre Hunt, and Miles Jones. Uh, I actually had Miles Jones uh, beating out Mike Williams. I thought Miles Jones did a really good job in the spring game. He really showed his playmaking ability, and it's something that you can get out, need to get out there on the field, I think. I thought he proved enough to uh, make that second team, I guess. Uh, Truthfully, this is like one of those position groups where we'd probably be saying the same thing if we just named the top seven wide receivers. You know, that's how close it is. Derek? What? Okay. I I realize nobody named him, but does anybody think that Jamie Nance sees some field time? Like, I thought he looked pretty good in the spring game outside of the play where he got slobber knockered and ended up being intercepted off the defender's helmet. But he showed flash he showed flashes of good stuff. He's fast. He's uh his hands look pretty good. I I could see him getting a little bit of playing time too. I don't know what you guys think. But. Oh absolutely yeah, absolutely. I mean just because he's not making these uh the the two deep doesn't mean that he's not gonna see the field. I mean I I think there's definitely a spot for him out there. Tyler? I, you know, here here's where I'm at on wide receiver. If you go look at the deep depth chart, and we'll get into this a little bit about how I think this offense is going to look, I think at most you're going to see one true freshman uh, get playing time. And, and I'm not sure of that. And, and I honestly think and that we're about to get there. With I think it's going to be where the role of the tight end evolves to. With that said, I mean, I think we're going to see a seven, possibly, possibly an eight, wide receivers that see playing time is he going to be in the top i mean he's not in the top seven wide receivers i think we're all there is he going to be the best true freshman and are they going to burn his red shirt you know i don't know and we will see derek you don't like what i said well well no because wando robinson's a true freshman you got him as a starter Okay. So obviously, Jamie Nance is going to be your best true freshman. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I, Wanda Robinson is like a myth at this point. I don't even consider him a true freshman anymore. Uh, but I was more talking about the true wide receivers we brought in this recruiting class, Nance, Houston, and Chase. I, I think you up mostly one of them play. Um, and, and if I had to put a dollar on it, it'd be Houston right now. Okay. Well, let's talk about this tight end group uh, that you alluded to. Uh, Derek, just name your top three. Uh, This I changed a little bit, maybe more for conversation than anything, I guess. Uh, But I got Stoll first. I think everybody's going to agree with that because he stole and he was good last year. Uh, I think Austin Allen's your obvious number two. I actually moved Kurt Raftel out of my number three and put in Latarian Legron. I thought he looked pretty good in the spring game. 
It seemed like the staff really kind of had something going for him. I, they seemed to be high on him. I, I think I think I think Legron moves ahead of Raftel. Tyler, you know my mine hasn't changed. Um, I think it goes Stoll, Allen, Raftel. Um, I'm I'm with you to a point, Derek. I think we're going to see him. Uh, you know, I I don't know how much. I mean, I, I think we have three pretty good tight ends ahead of him. Yeah, I'm with you, Tyler. Uh, the I have Stoll, Allen, and Rothdale. A uh, couple months ago when we did this, I had Stoll, Rothdale, Allen. You know, I think I said back then it was two A and two B. I just put Austin Allen there just because it looked like he was more. Uh, more of a piece in the spring game on the Reds. So uh, I, I think we got great tight ends here. This is probably one of the strengths of our offense. As far as depth goes, we got, yeah, I agree with you with Legron, Derek. I mean, we got four solid guys there at tight end. And if you look at these position groups, it's pretty hard to say that, you know, you get at a four deep, a solid four deep. But we do, Derek. Well, I I, oh. I agree with you. But my my thing with Legron, this I could even see him maybe moving up to to second string because I think he's got better hands than what Allen and Raftel have. There was a lot of drop passes by Allen and Raftel. I didn't really even notice in the game a whole lot. I, but if their hand, if their hands aren't better than Legron's, I could see Legron coming in and taking even the number two spot eventually. But if, if it was right now, if we're going off what I think right now, Allen definitely has a two spot. Yeah, so maybe uh, I need to reiterate that. Maybe I'd never said that, but this is what we're trying to do here is name the uh, offensive depth chart heading into week one. By the end of the season, it could be all out. You know, it could be completely different. But headed into week one, this is our best guess. Tyler, go ahead. Well, I, I think you look at the you know, the guys, you know, well, first of all, I, I just want to throw out Hick. You would talk about 40. You want, you could even go five with Hickman. He was the number 18th uh, tight end out of high school. I mean, that's not a bad number uh, five tight end. Uh, but you look at what Raftall being, you know, he is listed at, you know, six, seven over two thirty. You have Austin Allen, six, eight, two twenty right now. I mean, these guys are mismatches, and I, I just, you know, I, I'm with you that I don't know who has the best hands. I, I don't see it, but Derek, where I see these guys playing is, I mean, there, there isn't a team. If you put both of those guys out there, who is matching up with that height? And, and I just think that is such an advantage at that tight end. You have guys that are athletic and make plays. I, I'll take a drop pass every now and again for that mismatch. But 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 they're not going to have to focus that much on him if they're dropping passes too much, and 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 Austin Allen, I I, I like the kid. I think he's going to be a good tight end, but he dropped like three or four passes in that spring game, and they, and they were fairly easy catch. Should have been fairly easy catches. Yeah. Well, we'll see how all this fits into the passing game a little bit later. Uh, but let's move on to the offensive line. Again, we'll just do the first team and second team. Start with you, Derek. What is your first team? Well, I, I think right now you have to go with what was out there. And 
the, the, really, I had two spots that I was completely wrong. I think the other three spots everybody already had was uh, Farniok, Hymas, and Wilson starting at your two tackles and your one guard spot. Uh, I was completely wrong on the other two spots. I have Hickson and Jurgen starting now, and I didn't have either one of them two starting before. And the only reason I really have Jurgen starting is because that's what it looked like they were going to do, but I wasn't all impressed with him in the spring game. He's got a lot of work to do yet. Tyler, Mr. Offensive Lineman. Well, I I just want to give myself a little bit of props that I had Trent Hickson in the two deep. I didn't have him as my starter, but I had him in my two deep a month ago before anyone else was on him. So kudos. I had him but too, bud. Don't get you? too big head. Yeah, did you? I, did. I don't. I, I call bullshit. Hey, I, um, I had him at number two too. I had him behind John Raritan. Yeah, I knew Tyler was trying to drum up some accolades for him for himself, but I, I think I told you guys about him beforehand. But anyway, Derek, <laughs> same exact thing. I, I I'm gonna go. You know, I, I think the battle that is the most up in the air to me right now is that center. Arniak and Jurgens, you could throw 100 mil in, in there too, but I think I think that is the battle, the number one battle in the offensive side right now is who's going to take that starting center spot. Yes, yeah, that's definitely the most interesting. Uh, I, I got to give it to Cam Jurgens. I did not have him in my two deep whatsoever. Uh, the... What he's brought on there to, you know, he started in the red game, and just like you guys. You know, I, I kind of think that that says a lot. So I guess all of us really agree on the starting offensive lineman with Hymas Hicks and Jurgens Wilson Farniak. It gets a little bit more dicey at the second team, I think. Uh, who wants it, Derek? Sure, I'll take it. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of threw some names in there because I think we're – our, our depth at line still scares me. I, I don't. I think we have bodies there. I mean, I think the the bodies are there. I, from what I've seen in the spring game, or from what I've heard from the coaches, I'm scared about this this too deep. But right now, I got Chris uh, from Gaylord at tackle, and I, I'm, I'm going to go out there and put Bryce Benhart at the other tackle because I don't know if we have another tackle. So I think he's going to have to come in and be the number two guy. Uh, I got. John Raritan playing one guard spot. And I moved Matt Sichterman into into another guard spot because I don't think he's got the height to play uh, tackle anyway. He was never going to be a good tackle. And then obviously I think I got Will Farniak at number two. But I'm with Tyler. That, that, I think you could swap them two for first and second string because to me those are probably the two top two guys. Tyler. So I, I got, you know, Farniak is my backup center. I got Citroman and Raritan as my guards. And then I got Gaylord and Citroman as my backup tackles. And before everyone's like, is there two Citromans on the roster? I, I think you look at this. I, I, I believe that he is going to play. If injuries come about, he is going to get the reps. Um, I, I, I just think. He is a guy that they're going to find and move him around. If there is a scenario we need to rotate all five offensive linemen, he can't play two spots. I'm going to go with Derek. So I think Benart is the guy I'd go with. But I think if if emergency sp- hit there, I think I see him getting playing time before Benhart does. Uh, so I'm just going to throw this out there. I, I agree with you guys for the most part. Christian Gaylord, Matt Sichterman at guard, Will Farniak at center, uh, John Raritan at guard. Uh, in the spring game on the Whites, Brock Bando started at tackle. 
I have him penciled in there just because I saw him uh, playing tackle. I I like the idea of Bryce Benhart coming in, but a you know true freshman, it, it doesn't happen that often. I get it. Brendan Hymas, he he did it. I I don't know about uh, Bryce Benhart like being that number two guy. Tyler, you being the offensive line dude, I mean, what did you see out of Brock Bando? There, I mean, was is he effective? Is he an effective tackle? Or maybe you don't think so because you have Sichterman take hunkering down two positions. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I watched a lot of snaps of that game. I watched the spring game three times. I did not watch him at all I, I i paid zero attention to him he did not stand out as a eyesore he did not stand out good i tried to watch footwork i tried to watch pushes man he did not stand out at all okay Derek, uh, let me let me just kind of, i'm going to kind of backtrack here just a little bit sorry but uh i'm going to explain why i just don't see sickman being a a tackle at all like all the tackles that these this offensive Staff is going after are all six 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 seven. Some of them are six eight. They're going after these tall guys. Sickerman's like six three. I mean he's he's just too short to play that tackle position. I think for for what this staff wants. That's fair. Well, That's you, fair. you might you might be right, Derek. And I and I nowhere see him developing as a starting tackle. I think honestly, you know, you talk about you know Hickson at guard. I I'm not. I don't know where we're going to land on that guard spot. It, it is, you know, is Citroen a guy that could take that spot from him? I, I'm not ruling that out there, but at the end of the day, um, I, I don't disagree with you. I just, you know, with Justin's uh, thought process, I, I'm not sure a true freshman is ready to play tackle. I just don't know if we have another tackle. You know, yeah. I think Gaylord would be the first up. It, it, and coaches have talked about playing the five best offensive linemen and, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, okay, are they going to – is Citroen in that category where he would get that playing time if it needs to be that point? But, you know, right now, I I, I think the interesting thing is who's the better guard right now, Raritan or Citroen? Uh, and I, I don't know that answer. Yeah. Well, the, the, Derek, the reason I brought in uh, Ben Hart as my tackle is more lack of options. Like, I think he's the only recruit that we have coming in that's – that could be ready as a freshman. The guy's already, I think he's 6'8", 304 pounds, something like that. He's, he's been a big re- dude. He's been wrestling, so he's got the push down. Uh, he's the only guy I could see coming in that I think could be ready. But, uh, look, if it comes down to it, I would rather redshirt the guy and keep him around for five years if we could. But I don't see a lot of second team offensive line hopefully playing a lot this year unless we absolutely have to have them. God, let's let's hope we get some blowout wins, guys. <laughs> let's hope we see some offensive linemen then. That, that'd be nice. Uh, all right, well, that's going to wrap it up for the depth chart. Let's talk about some expectations uh, from the uh, offense. Uh, I want to talk about the the running game. Uh, so. Last year, we had like 2,508 total yards, averaged 209 per game, uh, 5.4 yards per rush, 25 TDs. Looking at the running game, looking at you know this roster that we have, uh, Tyler, do you think we're going to be better, worse, or same uh, in this game compared to last year? 
You know, I think we're going to be worse. I think we're going to take a step back running the ball. You know, I think a lot of people are saying, well, if Mo Washington plays, you know, all of our problems are solved. That That's what we need to happen. If he plays, we'll be the same or better. And, man, I, I'm not convinced of that. Um, you know, Mo Washington, you know, he wasn't an offensive juggernaut last year by any stretch. You know, he – where was he in spring ball? I don't know, like, how – into this team he was i think people need to hold expectations if he plays and if he doesn't play oh my god you're hoping to hit a home run with a fresh a true freshman or Brody belt's gonna come in i mean it it's the depth gets really dicey there um i believe if mo washington can't play so i i i don't have faith um in this running game taking a step forward this year derek I disagree. I first off, I don't think we're gonna get down to Brody Belt because I've got him like at my fifth or sixth running back. But needless to say, I'm gonna go a different route than you, though, Tyler. I, I don't necessarily attribute all the uh, improvements to the running backs as much as I do the offensive line. I think the offensive line is gonna open up bigger holes. I think I think the wide receivers are gonna block better than what they did last year, and I think you're gonna see a lot more running. And I think I, I mean. Adrian Martinez is going to get his yards. I think I think these running backs will get their yards off the blocking that we get off this team. I think that we're going to take a step back. To just I think that uh, we're lacking the playmakers at running back across the board uh, compared to last year. I I'm really not hopeful. I mean, Jesus, we were kind of struggling there with. By the time you get to the third team, uh, running back. It's kind of like a crapshoot, really. It's just like a hope and a prayer that this guy steps up and can fill a third team. Uh, God forbid if Maurice Washington can't go. And then it gets really dicey there. Uh, well, can I, can I just comment? I'm not convinced that it is Derek that this offensive line is going to take a massive step forward. It could be as good as last year, but that interior offensive line, I mean, man, I mean. you're, you're new basically, guys. New guys. I mean, Trent Hickson. We all had him as a starter. This guy's a walk-on. I, yeah. I mean, he's is he another Cole Conrad? I mean, I didn't see much in that spring game that, that left me thinking he's going to be a dominant guard. I mean, I didn't see him pushing people over the field. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, Bo Wilson's an okay guard, but I, I think that there, there's a lot of development that needs to happen if I think this offensive line is going to take a step forward. And if with our backs taking a step back, I, I mean, you, you would need to see a Big step forward for that offensive line to see an improvement in the running game. I believe. I, I thought Trent Hickson did a, a very good job in the spring game. I I thought Bo Wilson did a good job last year, and I think he did a good job in the spring game. My only position that really scares me is center, and I like to hope this staff will figure that out. I'm, I'm kind. To be honest with you guys, I kind of hope I'm wrong with Jurgens being the starter. Like I, I kind of hope it's somebody else. He's a little undersized yet. I think he still needs to gain some weight. Uh, he's got some blocking ability, but his his snaps are sporadic at best. And so I, I don't know if uh, Jurgens is the best center that we have on the team yet. But I, I don't know. But by the way, by the way, the, by the way, by the way, the coaches made it look he was going to be the starter. It almost sounds like you're talking yourself out of that uh, that statement that the offensive line's going to be better if twenty uh, percent. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. 
Derek, do you think that will match that same offensive production last year? Twenty five hundred so. total yards. I think so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do do, do we have a thousand yard rusher on this team? Uh, I don't know about that, but I think we have some guys that will. I think we have more guys that will step up outside. I don't. I don't think we're going to be just two running backs deep this year, like we were last year. Yeah, I mean, Derek, you're probably right on that. I think we don't have to be. And when I say a step back, I want to make sure I'm clear. Like, I'm thinking like 2,200 yards. Like, by no means do I think this team is going to not be able to move the ball on the ground at all. But um, I, I know I was talking negative, but I, I, I'm not sitting here saying this is going to be, oh, my God, we are going to be back to the early Mike Riley days where we ran the ball for like 1,700 yards in a season. But, I, I mean... It, it it it's going to be a I think a slight setback. Well, let's not pretend like we were great running the ball last year. You know, Divina Zigbo he was definitely solid, but outside of Divina Zigbo, our running game wasn't that spectacular. Really, it really wasn't. There was a lot of plays, uh, a lot of third and shorts uh, that we just we 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 were unable to convert on the short yardage plays running the ball. We just couldn't do it. I, so, think, that, I think that got fixed throughout the year, though. That was a lot of early season. We really struggled with that. I think they got a lot better in the second half of the season. But where I re- where I see some improvement really coming is, I think Adrian Martinez. I think he's going to make better decisions rather than making stupid plays, trying trying to make something out of nothing. I think he'll duck and run and and, and get some more more running yards than what he had last year. But you don't want to see Adrian Martinez run for eight hundred yards or anything, do you? I mean, you don't want you don't want to see your quarterback do that in this offense, right? Why not? It's Tyler, I mean, do you agree? I, I I don't know if I agree or disagree with what I want to see. I just don't think we're going to see it. I, I mean, I th- there there is no evidence that I've seen that Adrian Martinez is going to be eight hundred yard back in his time in Nebraska or a quarterback. I I just. I, I, you know, the funny thing about him is the this time last year we were talking Tristan Jebby is the passer, Adrian Martinez is the runner, and I will tell you I think he is better throwing the ball than he is running the ball. I, 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 I think he is good, not great running the ball. I, I think he is borderline excellent at throwing. Yeah, and now, so when I said eight hundred yards last year, Adrian Martinez ran for six hundred twenty nine yards, eight touchdowns. That's about as much as I would want to see a quarterback run. Truthfully, I don't. I don't know if you want. We want to see him run that much. So, impacting that those rushing numbers. Why? That's why, not something. I want to why? See. As long as he runs it smart and doesn't take a lot of big hits. If he can get to the sideline and run out of bounds, or if he's running for touchdowns, who gives a shit? Well, well any any time a quarterback runs the ball, you're putting him at risk. So you can say you know run run smart, but. It, it only takes one hit to screw up your season. Last year, he got dinged up, and he had to miss the trade. He got dinged game. up by a dirty play. Come on. Fair okay, enough. well, I mean, there's. can you guarantee a dirty play won't ever happen again? Anytime that your quarterback is running the ball, I mean, Noah Vedro looked great, but do you want to see him come in? No, are God, you, no. Are you basing that your season off of Noah Vedro? No, I mean you were but, perfectly but, fine with him a minute ago. No, he, he's fine, but 
as in a complete backup role. But I mean, that's not a guy that I want to see start a game. He's better than what he was last year, and he's probably more solid than what uh, Andrew Bunch was last year. But look, after you get out of Adrian Martinez, it, we're not looking great at quarterback situation. Tyler? Well, let me ask you this. You know, uh, Maurice Washington ran for 5.9 carries per game, uh, 5.9 yards per game last year. Okay. You know, that's a that's not a bad number. That's actually a pretty nice number. Do you think if he is the number one back, he is going to be able to hit that number? You know, Devon Zigbo ran for seven yards a carry last year. Can he get to that number? Can he even hold up at five point nine if he's the number one back? I, I just I, I I have questions on that. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Uh, Derek. Well, I hope you're talking about yards per carry, not yards per game. Uh, no, yeah, yards per carry. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Yards per carry. Uh, it, it all depends on blocking. Look, look, everyone's put everything on the on the running back, but if if he's not getting blocks, no, he's not going to make that. Absolutely not. But if he can get the blocks, especially on the perimeter, if these if these receivers and these tight ends are blocking better than they did last year, then absolutely he can can he can maintain or improve on that. So, Tyler, I'll say about Maurice Washington. Last year, he carried the ball, average about seven, eight times a game. Uh, if he were, if he is that guy that could carry the ball 12, 15 times a game and he could maintain a 5.9 average, I mean, that's a pretty decent average if you're carrying it that much, right? Well, it's a good average, but I'll tell you this. If that's the case, that is... 850 yards on 12 carries and a barely over a thousand on 15. I mean, okay. I, I think if you're, if you're sitting there saying, okay, he's an 850 yard number one back. I mean, is that good? Is that really what you want to see out of your number one back is to be 850 yards. I know you think he's going to be our number two back. So yeah, that would be damn good if he's our number two back, but I, I don't know and that, that, that right there would be concerning to me about our offensive rushing production. So I will, I will also say that I don't see Maurice Washington as a running back that will carry it 12 to 15 times a game. I think he is probably with his build. I think he's just like around 10. I mean, or maybe something similar to last year, which is fine. It's certainly fine. As long as we have a premier running back. And I think that Diedrich Mills is going to be that running back. I think he, uh, between Diedrich Mills and Washington, that provides a pretty damn good one-two punch. Saying this without seeing Diedrich Mills in a red uniform, of course, but with all the hype that's coming behind him, I mean, I think that's pretty decent, right, Derek? Well, okay, I guess I'll also say that that's also say, saying that that's without seeing Maurice Washington in a red uniform this year. Like, who knows what kind of weight this guy's put on the off season. I mean, maybe he is in every down kind of back, and maybe he's not. If he's your, if, he, if he's your second string guy and he's getting eight hundred yards, and De- and Dedrick Mills is getting more than that, then yeah, I mean, there's obviously no problem with what we're doing, what we're going to be doing. With True. Running. No, I mean, yeah, if 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 Justin, your scenario, if if, if Maurice Washington could put up seven hundred yards rushing, and Dedrick Mills comes in and puts up a thousand or nine hundred yards, then a hundred percent our problems are great there. You're just asking a guy who's never taken a snap for Nebraska to be a thousand yard back. I mean, no, you're right. It, it's it, a lot to, yeah. that's a lot. I mean, yeah. it, it's a big leap. 
And, and that's what that, that's what goes back down to this running back situation. There's so many unknowns because we don't have any guys that have carried any meaningful snaps outside of Maurice Washington. So, as far as Dedrick Mills saying he gets here, I'm hoping he does. But let's not forget this guy was an ACC freshman of the year, too. I mean, it's not like he hasn't played in a big conference before. No, right. you're right. And, and, and I do expect him to be a good contributor. And, and I do think that, you know, he can be an 800, 900-yard back, and Reese Washington can be a, you know, he could – I just – I, I think there's only so many carries to go around, and I, I don't know if we have our divine Zigbo yet. I just don't know. Yeah, I think that's the key right there. There's just so many unknowns. Nobody with any meaningful experience in red. Uh, that running back situation is completely it's completely open. Hey, you know what? By game one, we could all be wrong. We could all be wrong on how that depth chart. It's likely we are because I know who we are. <laughs> but, you know, you know right, you're, so, you're, you're right. But let me ask you. Let me tell you this. This is funny to me because Justin, you basically have our number one guy getting 800 plus yards, and Maurice Washington getting close to 800 yards. And even if Adrian Martinez comes up with 600 yards, I mean, damn, we've already 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 almost come up with with last year's production. And that's without other any other running backs getting some carries. Yep. If that's a big if, man, big if. Again, I, I don't know if he is that guy, but we'll, we'll see. Let's let's talk about the passing game though. Uh, last year, uh, the Nebraska passing game twenty two thousand nine hundred sixty six total yards, averaged two hundred forty seven yards a game and nineteen TDs. Uh, Derek, where do you see this passing game headed? Is it better, same, or worse than last year? I, I'm, I'm going to be the homer here, but I'm going to go better again. I, I think that Adrian Martinez will be an even better passer than what he was last year. He passed for 64% of his passes last year. I think he will get better. And I think a lot of it's going to come down to tight ends. I think tight ends are going to play a bigger role in this offense. I think, I, I think that... I think J.D. Spielman will probably be the guy that takes a step back because he's going to get double-teamed and triple-teamed throughout most of the season. Uh, I would like to tell you who's going to take a step up, but I don't know for absolute sure. But I think Wondell Robinson would be a good candidate for that, uh, at least until teams start playing towards uh, – you know, last year it was it was uh, Morgan. Morgan got double-teamed and triple-teamed throughout every every game for the first three or four games. And Spielman made up for it hand over fist. And I think this year will be kind of kind of the same where somebody else is going to have to step up because I think Spielman's going to be the guy everybody focuses on. And, and eventually everybody's going to have to go, well, wait a minute, this guy is damn good too, so we're going to start paying attention to him. And it's going to make some open spots for J.D. Spielman. But uh, I, I, think, I think Adrian Martinez will, will play better, and I think the, the tight ends will play a huge factor into this offense, and I think it will improve maybe slightly. I don't see a huge improvement, but I see a slight improvement. Tyler, what do you see out of this uh, passing game? Is it going to be better, worse, or same as last I, year? I think it's going to be better. You know, Derek, you that was a pretty good breakdown. I mean, I think you know this passing game can be better, and I think the pathway to get there is on Scott Frost's shoulders, not Adrian Martinez, not any of the wide receivers. You know, 
he he is going to have to utilize some people that differently than he probably has ever had to do. I think you're going to see a lot more two tight end fronts. I mean, I think you could see some motioning of tight ends that give some mismatches on the outside. Um, I think that's a big advantage. I, I, I one of the reasons I had Miles Jones on my second team is because I think what he gives the Huskers in terms of versatility is bigger than Andre Hunt. Um, Woodyard's fast. Wandell's fast. I think JD's fast. I think, you know, all this speed and athleticism, I think we will be a little bit better in the passing game if Frost utilizes the talent he has available. Yeah, I think that we're going to be slightly improved than last year. You know, you guys said it, you know, Adrian Martinez, another year in the system. I mean, he was a pretty damn good passer last year. Another year in the system under uh, Coach Verduska. I mean, it's going to be solid. I think he has a little bit more experience with targets. We lose a huge playmaker with Stanley Morgan being gone. Huge playmaker. I don't want to downplay that. Uh, but uh, J.D. Spielman, God, we, we've known that he's been a stud for since he's been here. I mean, he's been my favorite receiver since he's been here. I've always said that he's been better than Spielman. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, than Morgan. But... You know, when you bring in guys like uh, Robinson and Cade Warner, I thought Cade Warner looked so fast in the spring game. He looks bigger and stronger, has an extra step. And and the guys, you know, we were really disappointed in Woodyard and uh, Mike Williams and, you know, uh, Miles Jones didn't really get a fair shot. And Andre Hunt, all those guys, I, I think they can actually be contributors. I think we can spread out the wealth a little bit more and – uh, what I'm really looking forward to this year, outside of the guys that we have t- that can spread the field downfield, is you know guys like Miles Jones and Wandale Robinson, you know maybe catching it out of the backfield. You know, I think that's going to be really good. And where whatever deficiencies we have in the running game that I see, I think we're going to make up for it in the passing game by with those short passes out of the backfield as an extension to the running game. I guess, Derek. Uh, just, just a quick question for you guys. Uh, do you guys see a thousand yard rush or a receiver again this year? I, I know the obvious answer is JD Spielman. I, I talked about him being double team and triple team, but health has always always been kind of been an issue with him too. So, do you guys see him playing in every single game? And can can you see a thousand yard rusher this season or receiver? Sorry, again. Yeah, I, I do. I think J.D. Spielman will be that 1,000-yard rusher. In, in this offense, I think he's going to be that guy. Uh, with everything that I said before, I don't think that we have another elite wide receiver than J.D. Spielman. So you can say that, yeah, he'll be double-teamed and triple-teamed, but, I mean, there were times where he was double-teamed last year, and he, he's just so shifty and elusive. He's still going to make the catches. He's got great hands. Tyler, I, I don't. I, I I think he he is going to have a hard time matching his production last year, even really? even as the number one receiver. I think you're you're looking at the. I I believe if I had said an over under on receiving yards for him this season, I'd probably set that number at like seven fifty. Um, I think that'd be a fair bet. I mean, I, I think, what's what's the juice on that? Because I'm taking the over on that all day long. <laughs> so. so so bet the under for everyone out there who is seeing that line come out and Justin's wrong often enough where bet the under on that. Hey, yeah, you say that 
you better be worried about what this uh, passing offense is going to do if it's going to be the under right there. No, but 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 Justin, you you said the depth is so much better. I mean, you you say what you will last year, but this is a two year problem. Go back to Mike Riley's last year. It was Stanley Morgan, J.D. Spielman. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, last year it was Stanley Morgan, J.D. Spielman. You know, this year with our tight ends and our added depth at wide receiver and what Mo Washington could bring out of the backfield, um, I, I just I believe that we have enough playmakers. Am I going to see another 500-yard receiver? I don't even know that. But we have like four or five guys I can see going for over 400 yards. And, you know, you you, you had four or five guys over 400 yards. We had two guys go over 400 yards last year. I mean, I I just – I truly believe that you're going to see the the depth of this team start to come into play a little bit more, which is a sign of positive things that come in the future years. So – just to add to what you were saying, two guys over 400 yards, you can say you we had two guys over 225 yards and still be true. I mean, that's, what's, that's what was sad. You know, I mean, there wasn't a lot of playmakers. And I'm, Jesus, it, it's, it's a gamble. Uh, I'm out here to say that I think we're going to be better. I don't know that for a fact. But I... If, if we do it for a fact, we would be doing podcasts because everybody would already know this shit, and we wouldn't have to worry about it. That's true. That's true. But I mean, Derek, where do you st- where do you stand here on this? I I, I think we're better. I, I I'm with you guys. I, I thought we were slightly better. I I already mentioned that. Uh, I I'm going off history with what Scott Frost does with second year quarterbacks, and Verduzco with second year quarterbacks. I think Mario Martinez will get better. Somebody's going to step up. I don't know who, but. Eventually, we're going. I think. I think Tyler's right. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of throws being made to separate receivers that we're, we didn't see last year. I want to ask you this: If JD Spielman does not take a snap next year for whatever reason, who is our go-to wide receiver, Tyler? Cade Warner. <laughs> <laughs> Does, does that scream an improvement to you, Derek? Who's your guy? I, I would probably go Wando Robinson. Okay, but Justin, why would he not take a snap? I, I mean, look, I, I yeah, I'm making if, a point. If JD Spillman tears his ACL, then we are worse. Hundred so, percent, we Justin, are worse. If he t- if Justin, what point are you trying to make? You just screamed about the depth that we have, and now you're trying to make it seem like we have no depth. I don't, I don't, no, I'm trying we, to. We have, I'm a little confused on what a, you're putting out here. Look, we have a lot of bodies. We have a lot of bodies, but it's all unproved. It's all untapped potential. It's all untapped potential. It's based off of this spring. But if you take JD Spielman out of that equation, it's not a great situation to be in. Ultimately, it, it, it's really not. That's fair. Uh. You guys hate the fact that I say that. All right, so let's talk about the overall offense. Uh, last last year, we averaged 456 yards per game, 30 points per game. Tyler, do we improve overall on offense? I'm going to say no. I, I think we take a small step back. Um, I, I just think we, you know, I said we're going to be better passing the ball. I believe it. I think we are. I just I'm not convinced where we are going to be running the ball, and this is with me today saying Mo Washington is going to play, and if he doesn't end up playing, which there is a 
strong possibility he will miss some time. Man, I, 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 I think we will take a small step back next year. Derek? I, I think it's funny that you guys put so much emphasis on Maurice Washington, yet neither one of you seem as an every-down back anyway. Like, losing your backup running back isn't the worst situation in the world to me. Uh, I, I didn't say he's a backup. I, let's be clear. Yeah, I get, I get it, but you I also agree that he's not a 12 to 15 carry a guy type of guy. No, I, I, I didn't say that. I, I never said he wasn't a 12 to 15. I said I don't see him matching the production that Divine and Zigbo did last year. Which was about like, 12 I don't to 15 carries a game. I, I, or, but he, I don't see him as a 7-yard-plus running back that could put up 1,000 yards. I, I just don't see that. Okay. At any rate, I see the impro- I see the offense overall improving. I think Adrian Martinez has better lead of this con- of this offense. I think Scott Frost has these uh, players playing better. I think Zach Duvall has these players built up big, bigger and stronger than they were last year. I, I, I absolutely expect. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I expect this offense to be better under Frost. Yeah, you know what? That that's a great point. The- those are great words there, Derek, and I will I'll, I'll agree with that. I expect this offense to get better. Um, and by that, I mean by these numbers, you know, 456 yards per game and 30 points per game. Maybe the yards per game is fine, but that points. We left a lot of points on the table last year. We need to get better in the red zone. We need to get better at finding the end zone. So that points per game needs to improve, and I think it will this year 456 yards per game that's not terrible guys i mean that's no that's that's decent it's not and you're right we need to capitalize and i'm going to use that word we need to capitalize on the opportunities that we have last year we screwed around in the red zone so much and it wasn't even like we couldn't move the ball it was like a fumble here or a fumble there especially early on in the season it was just terrible what we did and i think that will that those are the things that i think will improve maybe not the overall yardage Maybe not the the yards per game. I think you're right, Jess. I think the points per game. I expect to get better. I expect that the, the, this team to be all capitalized better than what they did. I don't expect to see them fold on a fourth and one where they can't gain a, a damn yard. I, I expect yeah, things like that to improve, and, and those are the things that I think will improve. And, and the other thing I want to point out here about the offense expectations. I expect Scott Frost to call better plays. There was a lot of times early last year where we were highly critical of his uh, play selection. Uh, and I think he needs to, and I think he will, I have confidence that he will, but he needs to get better on his play calling, especially in those uh, situations, uh, the, the, the third and shorts, fourth and one. You know, you have a better play call. And with more time in year two, he's been around his guys. He knows what they're capable of, and he also knows what they're not capable of at this point. So I think that's going to be a huge advantage. There's a lot of drive killers just because he didn't know their full potential, and he called shitty plays. But I think that adds to why this offense will be better. Derek? Well, just one last thing before we get, we probably ought to move on. We're getting pretty long here, but. Uh, you're you're right. Like Scott Frost, I think will improve because I think he's opened up this offense a lot more. I think he's trusting this offense a lot more than what he did last year. Last year, I think he kept it a little vanilla because he didn't know what he could expect out of some of these guys, and now he knows what he has. 
he's had a little more time around these guys, so he knows who 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 he has and who he doesn't. So I think you're right on that. Uh, we can, we'll definitely talk about the offense more in the off season. I mean, this is a topic that's not going to go away. But I just want to bring up real quick. There's a couple things that came out in the news this week. Uh, there's a couple of new NCAA rules, uh, including transfer rules. Uh, Derek, briefly give us uh, the lowdown on that. All right, I'm, I'm going to do this as quick as I can. Some of this is reading, so bear with me here. But the transfer rule it really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, the incoming freshmen who enroll in the summer and receive financial aid can transfer and play immediately without a waiver if the head coach leaves prior to the first day of fall class. Any any enrollee early enrollee cannot be eligible for this. Uh, that this whole rule doesn't seem to apply to a lot of kids. Uh, targeting targeting is another rule that's getting changed. Instant replay officials now have to examine all aspects of the play and confirm targeting. If they cannot confirm targeting, the play has to be overruled. Where before it was, the play was sta- would stand as called. And they're they're getting away from that, and I love that. the The other thing is, since it's going to be harder to be kicked out of a game, if you get three targeting penalties in one season, you get suspended for a full game, rather than just the first half of the second game, be as 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 prior. Uh, the overtime is going to change if you hit the fifth overtime. Uh, your team is going to go for a, a two point conversion over. Uh, getting the ball 25-yard line, trying for a touchdown anymore. So they're just trying to eliminate a little bit of plays for the safety of the kids. Uh, there's two other rules here that are pretty minute, but uh, blocking, they have a 15-yard penalty for any forcible contact on a blind side for blocking, which seems like a block in the back to me, which seems pretty much the same as what they've had. And kick returns are going to eliminate a two-man wedge formation on kickoffs. Uh these are the big rule changes for this year. Expect to see them in 2019. So the, the only ones I think we're probably worthy of talking about are probably targeting and the overtime. But Tyler? Well, I, I will tell you, I, I the targeting, I think, is good. I think too often these questionable calls affect team seasons when you look at this. Um uh, on the flip side, when you look at the overtime, I am not a big fi- fan of college overtime. I think it is a flawed process. It's not, not real football. With that said, I think this rule change it is stupid. It, it, it's putting more gimmicky. It, it's putting a NHL shootout to the end of the games. I, I don't like it. Let, let the players play in overtime. If if it's in overtime, let them play football, not this gimmicky bullshit. That's for the XFL. Yeah, you know, in fact, about that overtime, that was a stupid rule. If they wanted to make it overtime a better overtime experience for all the players and fans, move that shit back to the 40-yard line or 50-yard line, either one. But starting off from field goal position, that is not the way to go. Uh, make these offenses plays actual football and have to dr- to sustain a couple of drives. That's what they needed to do. Not do like a that's well put, Tyler. A, a shootout contest there at the end of the game. Derek, I love the overtime rule before. 
I, I don't like the new change. You, Justin, you're right. Maybe you move it back to the 40 or 50-yard line. Maybe that makes it a little bit better. I, I don't know. Uh, my thing is, you're changing this over one game over LSU and Texas A&M that went to seven overtimes, and so now we're throwing a big fit about it. Like this is, it was a record-breaking game. Let's not change rules over a record-breaking game. It's stupid. Quit, quit coddling these kids and going. Oh, they were so tired after that game. We got to change the rule. Stop. Just stop. I, I'm sorry, but why can't at minimum they start at the 50 yard line like or why why not let them start at you know their own 25 and drive the field and like have something where we're actually seeing teams to see if they can make plays like i just this 25 yard like chip shot thing i just it's one play it's one play every overtime that keeps it going i'm I'm fine i'm fine with that the thing is is like how many games have actually gone past five overtimes or, or gone into five overtimes? There's, it's, the rule really doesn't affect much because there's not very many games over the well, thousands right. of games played since they've brought in overtime that this, this affects anything. But I, I'll tell you, hot take alert. I, I would rather see overtime. If you, if you, I would rather see every overtime be a two yard one play shootout in the current format. I I really would, because that's essentially what it is. It's just harder to score on that one play. If you the way it is now, let's just go to an NHL shootout, soccer penalty kick. Like, let's just go to two point conversion. I would rather see that than the current format. I I don't like it. Um, I I, I move it back or move it forward, but this current system sucks. All right, well. Let's get out of here, guys. But before we do that, it's time for last call. Last call to you, Tyler. My last call is to the NFL draft. And uh, we've got a couple of Huskers that have the potential to be drafted. Uh, Stanley Morgan looks to be the best shot of the Nebraska getting drafted. But, you know, Tanner Farmer and Devine Zigbo are in there, too. So I guess my question to you guys is uh, how many Huskers are going to be drafted? or And is there anything exciting or hot takes you guys have for this draft uh right now i am just sitting here going i hope we get somebody drafted to keep this streak alive uh everything i'm reading i've seen only one mock draft that's that's taken stanley morgan uh divine zigbo has actually got four or five mock drafts i think that are taking him uh, Tanner Farmer is not really getting a lot of hype. He did have a great pro day. I know he he, he matched and even did better than every great offensive line in the combine and Nebraska's pro day. But I, I, I do think it affects you if you don't get invited to the combine. So I, right now I'm just hoping somebody gets drafted. Yeah, I think both of those guys, Stanley Morgan, Devine Zigbo, I think they get drafted late in the day. You know, I love the draft town. I mean, I'll watch, you know, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I'll at least have it on in the background because I think it's exciting to see where all these guys that you, you know, kind of heard about in college and guys that you thought were good players to see where they actually ultimately fall, whether it's, you know, early or if it's late. I think it's completely fascinating. Uh, it's always better when you have more Huskers going in the draft, of course. But, 
no other guys out there. I, I think I think it's a fun day to watch the excitement on some of these young kids' faces when they actually do get that call. So yeah, I'll be watching. I don't have any hot takes on you know where where's Kyler, Kyler Murray going or et cetera. You know, I don't have any hot takes there. But it, it's it, it's a fun day. You know, I'm not a big NFL guy overall, but you know, I like watching where these college kids go. Uh, last call to you, Derek. All right, so uh, I'm going to change this up to uh, my second favorite sport in baseball. Uh, So you want to talk about a $330 million 12-year contract in uh, Bryce Harper, where the Phillies are now seeing what they're getting out of this guy, and he's doing the same crap he did at Washington, and he's getting kicked out of games for yelling at umpires through the dugout for bad balls and strikes. And but the difference is, boys. Jake Arrieta's calling him out for it. My boy Jake Arrieta, love him to death, is calling him out for it, telling him, "Hey, we need you in right field. Quit being a jackass in the dugout and stay in the game." And I think that is awesome for a pitcher to do. I, it's, you know, he, he even mentioned the fact that I'm not getting all the strikes called. That the, the, the strikes and balls are getting called the same on both sides. So for Jake Arrieta to come out and just call this guy out, I think it's awesome. I think it's phenomenal. Well, I mean, newsflash. I mean, I don't think, you know, uh, what, what's that guy's name again? Bryce, Bryce Harper. Tarver? Yeah, that guy's a dick, okay? <laughs> that guy's a dick. That's It's not a newsflash. Nobody likes that guy. Nobody's shocked by this whole thing. I mean, he's Mr. Personality. I mean, yeah, I mean – the guy's a powder. Nobody wanted him on the team. I'm, I'm so glad, you know, he ended up where he did. I, screw that guy. Well, I, I have a different take on this. I think Jake Arrieta be, better be uh, careful, or he might have to go back to the Cubs. I mean, I mean, the, the, you look at the train wreck. You're going after the franchise guy. Uh, man, that you want to talk about hell. Have to go back to Chicago. Woo! That would suck. hell. We would welcome him back with open arms and win another World Series with him. Damn right. We'll, we'll give him. We'll give him you, uh, Darvish, and Chapman just for <laughs> just for a fair trade. Hey, last call to me, and this is going to be real quick, guys. Uh, there may be a new uh, scandal headed to towards college football right now. The same one that plagued the NCAA basketball with. Players getting paid, but uh, we'll get into it a little bit more later as more facts come out. This just came out today, but uh, some of the schools mentioned as uh, this financial advisor says he's paid, made payments to players to Pittsburgh, Michigan, Notre Dame, Northwestern, North Carolina, Alabama, and Penn State. And it's all, you know, he made these payments to players so he could secure them as clients if they went pro. So this is a story to keep an eye on. And, you know, and the story is not what pro aspirating, you know, aspiring guy goes to Pittsburgh or Northwestern, but it's pairs getting played. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Tyler? Yeah, I, I mean, th- this could definitely be a big story, but I will tell you that, I, I feel like this is a little bit of smoke, uh, all for naught. I, I don't know much is going to come from it, so we'll see. Ooh, Derek? My question is, how, how do some of these players feel hearing some of this information? Like, 
they got paid anywhere from $100 a week to $3,000 a week. How bad do these uh, $100 a week guys feel like? I mean, they're like corner store hookers. I mean, they're like, really? You got paid $100 a week when this other guy's getting paid 3000 a week? I got to be pretty pissed at this guy. Was it a week or a month? No, a week. 3000 a week? Yeah. Gracious. That's, that's what I read anyway. Uh, look, I, I think it would be absolutely funny if some of these schools, because I know, I know you said North Carolina and Alabama and some of these other, Michigan. If some of these guys get busted for this crap, I think it'd be funny. Suspend them, get them out of the postseason. Let's 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 fix this. Let's fix this shit. Uh, or you just pay them. But moving on, third again, right, third again, paid a scholarship. Shut up. Uh, oh, that's a that's an entirely different story. So let's get out of here. We'll revisit that in the off season. Hey, be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Our episodes can be found everywhere to include Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Hey, a special request from our from our for our listeners. Golly, request from our iTunes listeners. Help us out and write us a five star review. Don't base it off of that little promo there. Do it now. We'll, we'll be back next week to talk defense on behalf of Derek and Tyler. We want to thank everybody for listening, and as always, go big red. <laughs> <laughs>